Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Caixin Seneca Business Brief, brought to you by SupChina. Each week, we bring you a roundup from the world of business in China from Caixin, China's authority on business and financial news, as well as interviews with Caixin Global reporters and editors. I'm Kaiser Guo from the Seneca Podcast. And I'm Ada Shen in Paris. First, the news. New U.S. tariffs kicked in this weekend. Several companies released shrinking financial statements. More on that later. And Hong Kong remained in chaos with protests. Speaking of Hong Kong, the city is on the verge of recession. Recent government data showed that in the second quarter, the city's GDP grew by only 0.5% more than for the same period last year, its slowest increase in nearly a decade. It was also down 0.4% on the previous quarter. Many fear that ongoing protests since June are not only affecting the retail and travel industries, but damaging Hong Kong's image as a global financial center. Carrie Lam, Hong Kong's chief executive, has told reporters that the fallout from the unrest is worse than the damage caused by SARS and past financial crises. But even before the protests, the trade war between China and the U.S. was battering Hong Kong's economy. Orders were falling steadily. At the same time, the city has struggled to transition to an economy based on science, technology, and innovation, falling behind its mainland neighbor Shenzhen. Former star NBA player Jeremy Lin has signed a contract to play with the Chinese Basketball Association team, the Beijing Shogang Ducks, the team announced on Weibo. I always knew my path would go through the CBA solely because I knew how much of an honor it would be to hoop in front of all my Chinese fans, Lin, who is one of the few players of Asian descent in the NBA, said in a post on Instagram. Lin had risen to fame while playing for the New York Knicks from 2011 to 2012 and most recently with the Toronto Raptors until he left the team this summer. Basketball has attracted a vast following in China, with domestic tech giants including ByteDance and Tencent vying for influence in the lucrative basketball streaming and content markets. The man who raped and murdered a DD passenger last year, triggering national outrage over the safety of the company's services, was executed on Friday. A Zhejiang court had found that Sichuan man Zhong Yuan had raped and murdered a 19-year-old woman surnamed Zhao during a ride requested through Didi's carpooling service Hitch in August of 2018. 
Didi Chuxiang confirmed that it had received a complaint about Zhong the day prior to Zhao's killing, but did not immediately investigate the case. Just a few months earlier, another woman had been killed by a Didi hitch driver. Didi's negligence soon came under the spotlight as prominent figures in China called for a boycott of the ride-hailing platform. Didi suspended its hitch service after Zhao's death, firing two senior executives before it eventually announced a relaunch of the program with more safety features in July. The World AI Conference took place over the weekend in Shanghai, where tech industry leaders like Alibaba founder Jack Ma and Tesla's Elon Musk mingled with government officials and top scientists to discuss the future of AI. Here are some of the three-day conference's highlights. Shanghai plans to sign over 70 deals with leading tech companies and institutions, including a tie-up between the Pudong District government and telecom giant Huawei to build a 5G innovation center. Didi says it could soon put passengers into driverless cars and that self-driving tech has already cut accidents involving Didi drivers by 15% in the first half of the year. Jack Ma and Elon Musk traded thoughts in a 50-minute conversation, but couldn't see eye to eye on how much we should fear AI and whether traveling to Mars is a worthy goal. China's Ministry of Science and Technology has added 10 companies, including Huawei and surveillance technology maker Hikvision, to a major national AI development program. Speaking of Tesla, it won exemption from a 10% Chinese tax on automotive sales, sidestepping trade tensions with the U.S. following CEO Elon Musk's visit to the country. The exemption, which typically is reserved for domestic makers of electric vehicles, affects all Tesla models sold in China. The electric car maker's shares jumped nearly 5% after the opening of regular trading on Friday. China's concession to one of America's most high-profile companies comes amid heightened uncertainty as to where the trade war between the two countries is headed. A week ago, President Donald Trump ordered U.S. companies to immediately begin looking for alternatives to China, only to later suggest that tensions were cooling. Thanks, Ada. Let's turn out at Caixin Global Managing Editor Doug Young chat about a couple of stories in the news this week. Doug, a couple of possibly related pieces today, and the first story involves my alma mater, where I spent six years as Minister for the Suppression of Barbarian Lies. Yeah, Kaiser, I guess this is your old company, uh, Baidu, and, and then there's another company called Focus Media in here. But the uh, common thread between these two companies is that both have just reported their latest quarterly earnings. And again, the common theme here is neither of them looks too pretty because both companies are quite reliant on advertising for their business. So uh, if we look at the individual results, I think Baidu's uh, advertising revenue was down about 10% in the second quarter of this year and focus also for the second quarter, uh, their profit just plunged. It was down like 76%. And I think their revenue was down maybe 20, 25%. Um, they do have slightly different businesses. Baidu, as you know, is is search, uh, but they do make the lion's share. Like the big majority of their, their revenue comes from uh, advertising. And Focus Media, for those people who don't know, they're the ones, uh, anyone in China has seen this company's products, but they probably didn't realize it was Focus Media. But they make these TV screens that you see everywhere, often in elevators, but sometimes in building lobbies. They're, they're like little TV screens. And, you know, you see commercials playing on and on and on again in them. So 
the the, the real story is, you know, after years of, of just really strong growth, uh, China's advertising market is is finally showing some some real signs of weakness and. Baidu has flagged this a few times. Focus is is just flagging this, and you know we could be seeing some tough times ahead for all of these companies, especially these sort of new media type companies like Focus and Baidu, that are heavily dependent on advertising revenue. So I get that it's a bellwether for at least some sectors of the economy, but maybe you could explain why it is that advertising is so soft recently. Is is this just a general slowdown in in China's economy? Yeah, I mean, it's a general slowdown in China's economy. And actually, Focus gave some interesting comments in their uh, report, basically saying they, they saw a huge drop in these sort of what we call new economy companies, you know, basically companies that are real heavily relying on digital and, you know, high technology and internet and stuff like that. Uh, these are the companies that are traditionally heavily dependent on fundraising. And uh, one of the analysts said that fundraising has just dried up lately. So, you know, these these companies that tend to be very cash rich and profit poor uh, tend to be some of the biggest spenders on advertising. And, and in the current environment, uh, fundraising, the, the, the funds being put out by these venture capital companies and private equity have just really, really slowed down. So this traditional group of, of heavy advertisers, these sort of startup new economy companies are really just cutting back on their advertising big time. Well, the question that's on everyone's mind is clearly, what does all of this have to do with lipstick? Yeah, the, the, the second story is sort of a fun story. I thought it'd be fun, fun to uh, finish up on it. It's actually not so much a, a hard news story as a, a softer story, I guess. Uh, there's a, it's a story we did about um, just the whole business in, in China, how these, we call them like online celebrities. Uh, in Chinese, it's Wang Hong. And they've sort of risen to become a, a pretty major force in, in terms of sort of advertising and, and marketing. You know, these people who make a name for themselves online, then they suddenly start becoming product endorsers and, you know, they can make some big bucks and they can make a lot of sales, you know, for companies that, that use them. So there's a bit of a hunt on by the companies for the next big online celebrity. But the one that we feature in our, our story is a guy, actually, who's who's been dubbed the Lipstick Queen, uh, and his name is uh, Li Jiaqi, and He's really quite a sensation. I mean, I was I was looking at some of the the figures here. Um, he basically, you know, has an advertising card for his his services. He'll do you know ten second videos, twenty second videos, and they go on all these different Chinese channels. Like Douyin is is the short video channel, but then you know you can put his stuff on Weibo and and other things like that. And I think the rate we quoted, uh, uh, we we got a hold of an advertising card for this guy and. I think like a, a two-minute video by this guy costs something like a million RMB, which is uh, probably about 150,000 US, which is pretty steep for, you know, an, an online celebrity. And what are these videos of? Oh, so sorry. They're, they're videos of, you know, these guys basically peddling their stuff. They're essentially... And so this this guy is peddling lipstick. Well, yeah. So the idea is the company, I'm, you know, Revlon, and I pay this guy whatever. And he goes on, on air and says, oh, you know, check out this Revlon lipstick. And I think he actually applies it on himself. You know, he if you look at the picture in our article, 
he's all made up and everything. And, you know, he is called the Lipstick Queen. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He basically just goes and, you know, will endorse your product and talk about how good it is and, and, and stuff like that. And then they, these guys also do their own shows, you know, where they do sort of more, I guess, objective or whatever, you know, like reviews of different lipsticks or different eyeliners or whatever. Uh, you know, this, this guy is, is apparently just very well known for his makeup consulting skills. Well, I'll be sure to try out some of his lipstick. Eyeliner, too. Okay, yeah, that too. Uh, Well, Doug, thanks for talking to us, and we will speak to you again soon. Okay, thanks, Kaiser. And that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. The Caixin Seneca Business Brief is powered by SupChina and is produced by Kaiser Guo and Tanner Brown with stories from the staff of Caixin Global. Thanks, of course, to Ada Shen. Special thanks to Li Xin of Caixin Global and to Spring and Autumn and Wu Fei for the music. Be sure to check out all the other shows about contemporary China in the expanding Seneca network. And be sure to follow the news from China every day at SubChina. Subscribe to our newsletter at subchina.com. Take care. <laughs> <laughs>